Hello, I'm Michael Cantrell, and you are listening to the Prison Officer Podcast, a place to have a conversation about the forgotten cops that work in this country's jails, prisons, and correctional centers. A place for me to try to make sense of a career spent working inside the fence with some of the greatest people that nobody sees or recognizes for the important job they do to keep this world safe. If you love this podcast, hit the follow button, or better yet, share with your family, friends, or coworkers. Today, I want to start off talking about positivity and how important that is to uh, keeping sane, to uh, keeping your mental health up while you're at work, how important it is for the people around you at work to be positive. In our profession, it's probably one of the harder things to do. And that has a lot to do with the clientele that we're around uh, on a regular basis, the conditions where we work. All of that makes it difficult to sometimes keep a positive attitude. When you don't see positive things, uh, it's, it's harder to keep a positive attitude. And I know for myself, many days working seg unit and you're just wore out. And I remember having to force myself to, you know, remember why I was there. You know, I was on overtime. Maybe we had a vacation coming up for the family or, you know, Christmas was coming up and maybe it was nothing more than just my wife and I wanting to pay off some bills. That was how I dealt with it at times. That was how I stayed positive was to remember why I was doing it. And so when I ran across a, uh, a Facebook post this where it's been actually two weeks ago, And it's on a group that I've joined on Facebook called the Correctional Officer Brotherhood. I've been on there for a couple of years, and I really enjoyed it. I think I enjoy it more since I retired. Since I've retired, it allows me to to keep up what's going on in corrections. You know, you get to hear from people all over the country some of the struggles and challenges that they're dealing with, you know, on a daily basis inside those prisons. It's something I keep up quite a bit on. But a couple of weeks ago, I'm flipping through, and there was one post that just really got me. It's because I don't think we spend enough time thinking about the positive things that come from our job, from our career as a correctional officer or a prison officer. So the post, and I'm going to read through some of the responses here, but I'm just going to utilize first names, and I'll leave it at that. But the post that got my attention was so simple And here's what it said. Name something positive you were able to accomplish because you had a good steady job as a correctional officer. That was it. The last time I looked, there were about 450 people that had commented. And, you know, I'd like to share some of those comments with you and and we'll talk about it. So the first one uh, is from Lonnie. And he said, everything I own is because of my job as a correctional officer. We are very blessed with a great job. If you can keep that in mind, that's going to help you get up and go to work in the morning, isn't it? It, I think it took me a long time to realize that I was blessed and even longer to understand some of the perks of the job. And and some of those are just, you know, government work, good insurance, uh, good retirement, that type of stuff. But not not all correctional jobs are created equal. Uh, You have to work until you find that one that you fit in, uh, that fits your niche. I think I I did that and finally came to grips with it later on in my career. So the next one uh, was from Jennifer. It says, 
I'll start. My husband received a liver transplant. Because of my earned sick days and good insurance, it carried us through the process. Amen. Now, for years, I've tried to talk to people about sick leave. And don't get me wrong, I've taken my share of sick leave. Some of it was needed. Some of it was just needed for a mental health day or a family health day. And I had no problem with that as a supervisor as long as they took care of their sick leave and they weren't abusing it. And and there's people out there that truly believe you're not abusing your sick leave if you use every ounce of it. And I agree. It is your sick leave. But what a feeling to be able to have those sick days in a bank. You know, they're in a bank account for you. That's money in the bank when something like that happens. A liver transplant, uh, being able to take off, I'm sure, weeks, maybe months, and still get paid for it. That's why we have that sick leave. You know, when I left the Federal Bureau of Prisons, I think they got back 600 hours of my sick leave. And I don't feel bad about that at all because it kept it put my mind at ease uh, knowing that if something happened, I had that there, I could take off work, I wasn't going to miss uh, getting paid. You know, there's a lot of jobs in this country and where if you're not at work, you don't get paid. Uh, having that... And, you know, she also mentions, mentions the good insurance. Now that, that goes from agency to agency. Uh, some insurance is better than others, but, you know, having that insurance and having those earned sick days are what carried them through. And wow, that would just be huge. The next one, uh, Donald, he said, I raised two great kids. I'm still married and I have a great pension. That's where I'm at. You know, I, I got to raise Two great kids, put them through college. My wife and I, I believe this year is 29 years. And here I am drawing a pension and retired at the age of 53. So, yeah, being grateful for that. Uh, The next one, let's take a look here. Uh, Bernard, he said, take care of my family, bought a house, put both my girls in private school, and paid for their college tuition. Took many family vacations. That's just gratefulness, isn't it? Just understanding that having that job was what provided you the ability to do that. And the next one's from, I believe it's pronounced Chiquita. A sense of pride in knowing that I finally had a job that I loved and was good at. Was able to solve problems and help others. Enjoy the job you have and life will be better. We have to work to survive, so find what you enjoy. You know, her being able to to realize that she may not get everything she wants out of that job, but you know, she mentions here, she was able to solve problems and help others. Wow. That's, that's simple, isn't it? That's a simple way for us to affect other human beings. I'm, I'm glad that she realized that she got to do that and that that was something she enjoyed. You know, I heard a, a lieutenant of mine tell me very early on, and I didn't understand it at the beginning of my career, but, uh, He told me, you know, in order to work in prison, you have to like working with people. And I'm like, people, I work with inmates, you know, and I, it took me a very long time to wrap my head around that I could do good inside the prison. Although you can't put yourself in that position to get manipulated. And I do hear a lot of us and myself included say, you know, it's us and them. And it is us and them when it comes to security, when it comes to keeping them inside the walls. 
But while they're inside those walls, there's nothing that says that you can't affect an inmate, that you can't affect his perception of the world and maybe give him the opportunity to change, give him the opportunity to learn. You can be part of that. And there's nothing wrong with that, even from a correctional standpoint. That doesn't take away from the fact you have to keep yourself safe. Uh, You have to keep yourself safe from manipulation. Uh, These guys are good at that. They're some of the best, some of the best criminally educated manipulators in the world. So we do have to watch ourselves. So let's move on to the next one. Jeff, he said, stability, good wage, and a good pension. Lifelong memories, some good, some horrible. And I met some amazing people. And I can absolutely understand where he's coming from. Not only with the stability and the good wage and the good pension, but uh, the memories. You know, I have good memories. I have horrible memories. Um, I saw some horrible stuff. But I also saw the best out of some people. Like I've said many times on this podcast, I I think correctional officers are amazing people. And I'm still friends with a lot of them. I enjoy the fact that, you know, working for uh, Pepperball, I still get to go out and meet with correctional officers around the country. And they are amazing people. I'm always, and I'm always in awe of the people who work in the prisons against some of the the worst, at times, some of the worst working conditions and still wake up in the morning and are amazing people and they do good. So the next one, uh, Shay, she says, uh, corrections builds emotional resilience in people, which is a trait that is sorely lacking in society today. Eh, It's not a completely positive statement, but, uh, I do agree with her that, uh, Corrections does build emotional resilience in people. It's probably one of the careers that builds some of the most emotionally resilient people. As I've said many times on this podcast, I believe corrections builds great leaders, leaders who go above and beyond many other careers. So I think for her to recognize that is wonderful. Here's another one from Michael. Something different to do with my life, security, a good retirement. And I worked with some great people I miss. So once again, you know, it's about the people. I absolutely understand that. So next we have Ernie and he said, uh, taking care of my family, uh, a place to live vacations, food on the table and a better life for my children than I had. I had a great childhood, but my kids want for nothing. Yeah, that's, um, isn't that what we all want? Isn't that what we all reach for? You know, if you have children out there, you want them to do better and have more than you did. So, uh, absolutely. The next one is from Terry. It said, I worked my way up through the ranks, bought my home, bought my dad's place when he passed, raised four wonderful kids and have a decent pension. 30 years of the good, bad, and the ugly. The rest of my life with my wife and grandkids, no job and doing what I want. Yeah, absolutely. Once again, positivity, understanding what it's all about. And and many of these are from retirees, as you'll notice. And I do think that being a retiree, that looking back on it, that it softens it. You know, when you're standing ankle deep in, in poop water, 
It's hard to see the the positivity of it, but once you get through it, you're drawing that pension and you can look back on it. I, I absolutely think it softens the way you see it and what you see. I'm a perfect example of that. The longer I'm out of there, the longer I'm away from it, the more melancholy I become for it. Here's one from Thea. Paid off my house in 11 years. Pay cash for my daughter's college. Going to Hawaii every two years. Said COVID mucked this up. (laughs) Uh, But all in all, I'm very blessed to be able to do this and more. So once again, positivity. Matt, the positive accomplishments are so great, I wouldn't know where to begin or have the time to list them all. I'm going to go down through some more of these, maybe a little quicker. Uh, Terry, bought a house in the country, put two kids through college as a single mom, currently retired at 33 years. Neil, monthly pension at 62, pretty decent amount in my 457B. I've got health insurance and a great appreciation of being retired. If nothing else, (laughs) if nothing else, corrections will give you a great appreciation of being retired, won't it? Kyle, meeting some of the finest people I will ever know and the opportunity to retire early and enjoy my family more. Absolutely. Brian, one oldest daughter has a PhD in molecular biology and my baby girl has a degree in mathematics and is the mother of my grandson. So I'd say corrections has served me well. And that's just looking at, you know, the positive side of life, looking at the good things in your life and understanding that you getting to go to work, you getting to have that job, you know, you know, a lot of people don't understand in today's job market, what it was like to be laid off. You know, when I was younger, you you lived in these smaller towns, you worked in a factory. Um, If they didn't have work, they'd lay the factory off for a couple of weeks. You'd go down to the unemployment office and sign up for unemployment for those two weeks, or you'd have to take your vacation in order to get paid during that time. So I don't think a lot of today's generation understand when some people are thankful for a steady job. Or if they've worked construction, you know, I used to uh, do roofing and if it rained, we didn't get paid that day. If it rained four days that week, we didn't get paid four days that week. So the gratitude and the appreciation for having a steady job maybe comes from a, I don't know, a generation who didn't have that. Maybe that's part of what you're seeing there. There's one from Christopher. Uh, the job was very good to me. I owe everything I have to it. One from Dana. Raising my kids. No government health, no child support, and a retirement. Here's one from James. I learned a lot and was able to make sure my family was taken care of. I learned to see a world that most people don't know exists. To have the opportunity to learn how to depend on those we worked with and to make sure we go home when the shift is over. Absolutely, James. Another one from Todd. We have good quality of life, two to three short vacations a year. I'm able to raise a family of soon to be seven on one income while my wife homeschools our oldest kids. And I have to say that's something that my wife and I are both grateful for. Um, The fact that I had a good job, but also the fact that there was overtime. I think all of you understand that 
the plus that comes with being able to work overtime. My wife was able to stay home and raise our children. Uh, She was there to pick them up from school and take them to school and take them to Boy Scouts and band and orchestra and sports. And they always had somebody there in the house because I had a job in corrections that was steady, that I could make enough money that we could get by on. Now, we didn't live as probably as high on the hog as many people would, you know, if there's two incomes, but we were able to um, take care of our children, have a good life, have throw in a couple of vacations. You know, the Christmas tree was never empty. Um, the table was always had food on it and for supper. Me being able to do that and her being able to stay home and take care of those children was a big part of working in corrections. Here's another one from Martin. Lifetime employment, no sorrows about losing a job, getting fired, good health insurance, good income, good pension, great coworkers, loved my job. Absolutely. There's another one talking about not losing a job, you know, working in corrections. You might have to worry about getting fired if you do something wrong, but for the most part, they don't shut down that many prisons. You know, they don't lay us off. You've always got that job and you don't have to worry about it. And there's people out there that worry about whether or not they'll have a job tomorrow. Here's a comment from Constance. She says, I survived breast cancer, was able to afford treatment. However, the hours of OT was a beast on getting healthy again, but I would have died if I did not have the insurance. Wow. I never had to face anything like that. I'm glad that she did have a good job and, that the insurance was there. She also says my coworkers were my rock. And, uh, I think there's a lot of us that feel that way. Here's a comment from Rocky says I retired in 2011 at 49 years old with 27 years, make more money retired than when I worked. Here's one from Michael. He says, I kept people safe, keeping the inmates locked up. The inmates I kept locked up were not able to get out and hurt anyone else. How much, how often do you guys really take time to think about what we do for the community? I mean, I know it's in the back of our mind, but you affect people by keeping inmates inside those fences. Can, can you just stop and imagine what it would be like, you know, if, if we didn't have those prisons? If the criminals that you know so well, that you deal with every day, were out on the street, what kind of a world would that be for your family, your your children, your neighbors, for everyone? I think sometimes we miss that, that, that bigger picture of, you know, what we do and how we do it. And I know that oftentimes it's thankless. I know that the people out there in the community don't think about it a lot. They, they forget what you do and what you give up in order to do that. But I think it's important for us to remember that even if they don't notice us, even if they don't, um, tell us, you know, we're doing a good job, we can still look at it and understand how great a job we do and how important it is. Let's look at one more here. I kind of spoke about this earlier, but here's a comment from Joseph. He said, the most important thing I wanted to do was make sure both my children graduated college. Working overtime made that happen. Absolutely. You know, he had a goal and he was able to reach that goal because of the job 
because of the career. And once you understand that, you can think more positively about the job, I think. You know, just, I've read through, I don't know how many of those, just really great examples of positivity. And I I think that's what I wanted to, uh, you know, push the most is that we, we take the time to positively think about what we do, where we're at, no, no matter which one of those things you have to reach out to. Is it because you got to reach a goal of getting your kids through college? Is it because your sick leave was there? Is it because, um, you had overtime to work and, and buy nice things for your family? Whatever the reason or whatever it is, holding on to those positive reasons and those positive thoughts about your job can make your day better. You know, I was, I was looking the other day and, you know, the benefits of positive thinking, they say that you have a better quality of life, higher energy levels, which we all need, <laughs> uh, better psychological and physical health. When you see the people that aren't depressed at work, you know, they tend to be more positive and they tend to come in with that positivity that people look forward to. Positivity can improve injury and illness and even cause a faster recovery. Uh, positive people have fewer colds. Positive people have lower rates of depression. Positivity comes with better stress management and better coping skills. And, you know, one of the comments was about uh, emotional resilience there. Absolutely true. How about this one? Positive people have a longer lifespan. (laughs) Do you want a longer lifespan? Absolutely. Don't we all? What are some of the ways that we can remain positive? One is to, every day when you wake up, think about how does this job help me? I'm going to get in my truck. I'm going to drive to work. And during that time, just take a moment to think, why am I doing this? What's the bigger purpose? Who am I helping? But all of that comes back to just one thing with positivity, and it's focusing on the good things. You know, you're always going to have challenging situations. There's always going to be obstacles in life. But take time to focus on the good things. And I think a lot of what we just talked about is practicing gratitude. If you can practice gratitude, you can stay positive. Humor. You know, we use humor. Some of it's dark humor and and some people don't like that. But whatever form of humor it is, humor causes positivity. Here's one. Spend time with positive people. That absolutely causes positivity. If you're around positive people, you're going to think positive. You're going to feel positive. So be careful who you hang around. And if you're a supervisor at work, be careful of who you put the newest rookies around. Because all of us know that there's a couple of those old grumpy officers who want to do nothing but complain. And I'll tell you a quick story about one. Uh, When I went to work at uh, Fordland at the correctional center, I got put on midnights and, um, one of the guys I ran into worked the gate and every night he was griping about, you know, working midnights and how miserable it was and all this stuff. And then one day came along and they had opened up a job on day shift. I, I don't remember which job it was, but at that time we bid on those jobs. And I said, Hey, I'm going to put in for that job. 
And he said, you've only got six months in. You'll never get that job. It takes forever. He said, I've been out here on midnights for 12 years. They won't let me go to day watch. And I was like, wow, you know, they won't let you go to day watch. And boy, it really bothered me. I couldn't imagine spending, you know, 12 years on midnights. But the one thing I did was go ahead and put in for it. And you know what? I got that job. (laughs) So when everything changed over and I went to day watch and I got the chance to talk to, uh, I believe it was one of the captains. And I said, what's the deal? How come, you know, this guy said he's been putting in for this for 12 years and you won't let him come to days. And the captain said, that's not true. He said, uh, he put in for it once 12 years ago, got turned down and has never put in for it again, but has been sitting out there complaining about it ever since. And, you know, that's the opposite of positivity. If you surround yourself with these negative thoughts and everything that you talk about is negative, you're going to believe that everything is negative around you. So it's so important that we practice positive self-talk. When we get up in the morning, you know, and I've made this joke before, my wife may not like this, but, uh, you know, she'll go to the mirror and she'll go, oh my gosh, look at that. and Look at that. I get up in the morning, walk in the mirror and I go, wow. You're amazing. (laughs) And that's nothing more than positivity. I'm sure there's plenty of people can find fault with what I look like in a mirror. But if I get up every morning and I think, you know, you look amazing. That's going to carry through my day. Identify your areas of negativity and get those out of your life. Um, Unfortunately, sometimes those are people. Uh, Sometimes those areas of negativity are the people that you're around and you do have to get them out of your life. I did go through a time in my life where I did that and I had to step away. And then last but not least, start every day on a positive note, whether it's posting stuff on a bulletin board, whether it's one of those calendars that has a a quote that means something to you each day, or maybe it's just you and uh, making a a, uh, deal with yourself that every day on the way to work in that car, that you're going to come up with one positive thing to think before you walk in that gate. And maybe that's enough. Maybe that's enough just to give you that positive push. Like so many of the people were able to do on this to just take a look and, you know, name something positive that you are able to accomplish because you have a good steady job as a correctional officer. What a great question. What a, what a simple question. But if you can start every day with that, And you can find something positive that you were able to accomplish because of this job. It's going to make your day go better. And if it makes your day go better, it's going to make the day go better for the person standing next to you. And that means a lot also. If you enjoy these podcasts, the best way to support the Prisoner Officer Podcast is to share these episodes with your friends or or family on social media. Let me invite you to visit www.theprisonofficer.com. If you haven't already, check out the Prison Officer Podcast on Facebook and click that little follow button or leave us a message or better yet, leave us a review. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify, please click the subscribe button. Till next time, I'm Mike Cantrell. Watch your back and please take care of each other out there behind those walls. 